and give me your number and I'll call, I'll call. I'll call. I'll follow that ass in the mall, in the mall. Take it home, let you jiggle my balls, them balls. <laughs> oh, yay, 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 yay. Who the hell created that damn song? Yay, 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 yay. Yay, 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 yay. You're not going to say anything to me? Hello? You hear me? Girl, well, you stop, know, what about the cameras and the lights? What's up? Who called? Who rang? Do your thing. Who rang? Do your thing. Ding 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 ding. I was rapping to the. chicken butt nothing square I'm a square now you think I'm fucking Spongebob <laughs> you think I'm Mr. Krabs or Bob Patrick I mean if they don't want to got some hefty butts fits. on them you know word after all of this time I finally understand why Mr. Krabs was so motherfucking cheap I finally understand why this motherfucker was so <laughs> fucking cheap. Break it down to me. He would be so cheap with his restaurant, right? But owning a business is expensive. And right. then now I think about like how it is, what it means to adult. The motherfucker had a kid, never saw her mom. Never saw her mom, but he had a kid. He was rusty, mm-hmm. crusty, and dusty, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, she was a whale. So you mean to tell, like, so you ran up in a whale? That's what you did? That's what you did? You think that I'm shit out. is cute? And then you always breaking your shell or, you know, you looking decapitated once your shell come off. You need to get that shit together. And I say that as a fellow crab. Because you're, you're a cancer. Yes. <laughs> OMG. Okay. Did you just say OMG? Yes, I did. They got Saturday Night Fever on here. So don't, don't, know. and listen, I don't want to hear, don't even break out into the song because I'm going to be very upset with you. What song I about to sing? Fever night, fever <laughs> night, fever. <laughs> Did it, I don't want to hear the fucking Bee Gees right now. <laughs> Tell you low. <laughs> you sung it, I mean. <laughs> I do like the Bee Gees, though. <sighs> I'm so old, yo. You're not old. You just know good music. What happened to me here? What you mean? I have all of these. Oh, God. I done ran into some shit. I just, I ran off on the plug twice. I ran into some shit. Today, I was very frustrated because these walls are supposed to be white. 
And in my room, I noticed mm-hmm. a dark spot on the wall. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, I know that ain't no shadow. I know it ain't reflecting nothing that's coming off of my candlelight. Like I just, mm-hmm. so I go and I touch it and then I, I bring my finger back and it's blackness that comes <laughs> on my finger. And I remember the days when mom used to be so pissed off at us or when she would do her morning cleaning and she would have our asses downstairs cleaning them walls. <laughs> you remember? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Get the, get the, uh-uh. Get, you know? And so I just remember that. And I had a flashback of her telling, telling me and smelling bleach to get mm-hmm. the shit off the wall. Mm-hmm. Bleach it off the wall. And I'm so irritated. I'm I went over this wall two times, and it ain't it ain't it ain't black. Cause I like it like that. It ain't black, but it's it's like gray, and it's very noticeable. Like I have the my Bobby Womack communication album on there, and well vinyl up there, and then I have mm-hmm. my little quote, and it's just you like have the actual vinyl. The vinyl is on the wall. You have an actual vinyl. Yes. You think that little picture of him, do you think that's a picture of him on my wall? No, that's his whole, that's his old, that's the whole communication that's vinyl. That's album? Yeah. When I went to New Orleans, I bought that and it was just like, oh, Southern. He's Southern, even though he's not from NOLA, but it was just like, this is a, a, a good thing for me to bring back. O-M-G. You thought it was a picture of the album? No, you have the actual vinyl of Bobby Womack. It's yeah, it's it's the communication. I know. It's it's the so dope. Why do you think that toy? Why do you think it's so big and it sits on the wall? That's so dope. That's so dope. You just realized that. I don't think I ever saw that in your room. You just now told me I didn't realize you had that. Yeah, you know my favorite song is track seven. That's the way I feel about you, baby. Yes. All right. So, I'm going to get into it, because mm-hmm. we, we're just going to get into it. Um, it's been a minute since we've had a, had a discussion, but recently some bullshit came, on, um, came into my life. <laughs> and by my life, I mean a lot of black women's life, right? Hearing the situation with T.I. Um, and his daughter, Deja Harris. And for those of you who don't know, T.I. Um, was recently on a podcast where he was talking a, um, about him visiting the OBGYN with his daughter like every three months to ensure that her hymen is intact. Um, it was very disgusting, right? Uh, I didn't even like the way, (sighs) I didn't even like the way, um, the women who were interviewing him, like how they, well, who were having the discussion, they were like laughing and brushing it off. It was extremely problematic. Um, and for him, his, you know, his backing for it is that he's like protecting her and ensuring she doesn't have sex. So he tells the doctor she don't ride no horses, she don't ride no bikes, she don't play no sports, so that hymen should be intact and just give me my results expeditiously. And that was really disgusting to hear. 
Um, because timing exams are like medically, they technically shouldn't be a thing. Like there are different reasons, um, as to why a woman hymen may or may not exist, right? Because some women have hymen, some women don't. Other women's hymens break for many reasons. Like you can be walking, you can do a split, um, you could uh, run, you, you could just be athletic and have your hymen tear, right? Um, and he received so much backlash right it was just misogynistic it was oppressive it was possessive it was disgusting it was patriarchal and so many black men instead of taking this as an opportunity to learn about women about black women period and their bodies and how historically we have been sexualized oppressed um narratives about black women in their bodies have been uh, determined, ter- d- determined by by men, right? If a woman uh develops breasts at a at an early age, oh, we have to protect her. If her hips spread, oh, you're having sex. If she decides to like a boy, gets a kiss or gets a hug, she's being fast, you know. And not only is it extremely pathetic, but it's fucking oppressive and extremely demeaning for people to talk about black women's bodies and police them in such that way. So there have been individuals who have said that, you know, like activists, I I, I need to, to, to know how to pronounce her name uh, because I'm very familiar with her face, but this tweet is, is, is like, it looks to be cut off or it's like blocking out her name but they said um hi i'm I'm extremely abusive to police your daughter's hymen and any doctor who will participate in such acts needs to lose their license thanks for coming to my shit we shouldn't have to say in 2019 ted talk there were other women hold up girl because you know you know i gotta you gotta you know i gotta pull up my receipts i gotta pull up my receipts on these motherfuckers because <laughs> that's what they are getting on my goddamn nerves having me have a heart attack because I'm thinking about certain experiences I have with being police and just existing as a black woman so this individual said what what she said was give me a second what she what, give me a second I need to just show back damn I know I shared it I know I shared it Okay, so sexologist Shamra or uh, Shamira said I had a visceral. Let me let me pronounce to get this right. Visceral. Visceral. (laughs) Girl, you know my pronunciation be fucked up, but I had a visceral reaction to this immediately. This comes from this sexologist Shamira. Then I had to check myself. We're here to educate and inform, so let's not attack this man. I don't agree. He needs to be attacked because black women bodies have been attacked for so long. And now is the time we should be having this conversation. At Trouble Man said, we have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her hymen. I get that he wants to protect his daughter, says the sexologist, but we can share some info with Trouble Man 31 about virginity as she tags his Instagram and hymens that he might not know. I mean, he did confuse the vulva with the u- uvula. How you pronounce that, Toya? 
Uvula? Uh, Uvula. Aha, yes. So <laughs> she says, I need to know. She she named both of them. The V1 okay. and the U1. You got it right. <laughs> Let him not stop interrupting my story. So it says, T.I., did you know virginity is a social construct that shames women into feeling bad about their sexuality and sexual experiences, experience and categorizes women as something to possess or to be one because it tells women their worth is based on their sexuality. You're not raising your kids like this. It also makes men who haven't had sex feel inadequate because they have not acquired this, which is likely the reason why your sons are already having sex. There are lots of ways to have sex other than the penis and the vagina penetration. So baby girl might not be a quote unquote version. The hymen is a stretchy vaginal tissue that serves no purpose and wears away over time. Guess what, T.I.? An intact hymen does not prove sexual penetration has not happened. And doctors cannot tell from looking at a hymen if a person has had vaginal sex or not. Sorry to this man. Now, here's a better approach to protecting your daughter's sexuality. Talk to her about sex. Thank you. Don't teach her her worth is measured by a social construct such as virginity. Talk to her about pleasure. She deserves to know. Give her medically accurate information about sex so that she can make the right choices. Don't shame her. Then she says, call me so that I can help expeditiously and tags him. I could not have said it any better. I think it's any better. extremely hurtful that people have, I think it's extremely hurtful that number one, this, this, this young woman's virginity, she's a grown ass woman, right? Mm-hmm. But that this woman's virginity is for everybody to be like her whole pussy is the conversation of everybody. That's not okay. Like you wouldn't want your sex life or the status of your sex to be determined or even like having people talk about this with everybody else. Like the whole world is talking about your vagina. That's not okay. Secondly, I feel like a lot of black men are like, oh, he, uh, he, he's just being a father. Just because you being present in your child's life quote unquote, don't mean that the way you show up for your child is the way that it needs. It, it, it is, is healthy. Is a healthy parent, a parenting tactic, skill, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Now I done ranted so long on this shit to just talk about the topic we're going to talk about today. But this made me think about the pressure that people create on black women to have kids, right, to be pure, or everybody else putting their prerogative on black women in their bodies. And so I want to have a conversation today, us talking about those experiences, how we've seen them operate in our personal lives, in other black women lives around us, and what the fuck need to be done? Because we know what need to be done. Put a Cap that shit, please. I've had enough of it, but we just gonna get into it. Go take it, take it along. Give me your thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) 
you gave me a lot of information to digest. But the end of what that sexologist was speaking of, how about protecting her? How about speaking with her, having a an open conversation about sexual relations? That is what is missing, I think, within our community. That is the biggest issue that I don't even think T.I. realized, even with his huge words that he uses mm. time and time again. It's like, dude, you literally broadcast your daughter's sexuality in front of the world. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? It's not. Now, to me, now she has to live with the fact that, yo, she's going to college, mind you, 18 years of age, mm-hmm. going to college, mm-hmm. knowing that you are famous, and yet now, too, she is also on the recognition of not only her Instagram stuff, but yet knowing that her father is going to her God about her um, GYN appointments, stating about whether or not if she is a virgin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a problem. Do you, do you police your sons that way? Nope. That is an issue. I can, it, it is so, it, it, it is a tragedy to be that, so, I'm not going to say all, but some of our black men think it is okay to police their daughters in such a way that they are trying to exit out anything that is sexually, you know, as being a woman, anything that is sexualized in their eyes to say, no, you don't need to be doing that. But yet your son is 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 free will to do anything he possibly can. It's a disgusting double it is, standard. It is, it is a disgusting double standard. It is a problem. And I don't understand why we can't have an open discussion with your daughters about when it comes to dealing with men, when it comes to not only feelings, uh, uh, um, dealing with the physical aspect of sex, but yet to the mental. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it it, it 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 is such it's such an important topic to discuss. But yeah, you you rarely hear those stories of people having that discussion with both parents. Mm-hmm. It's either one parent discussing it or one parent really shutting it down, right. saying that no, this is not happening. And yes, it does go back to slavery times when you had the master literally only seeing us as an object mm-hmm. of physical pleasure. Mm-hmm. That was it. Like, you hear the stories of of, of, of of our ancestors having to sometimes kill their children mm-hmm. in order for them not to go through what they were going through because they knew and, and it's going to be inevitable. It's, it's going to be, in, what's that word, inevitably? Inevitable. Thank you. That it was going to happen to them. Right. Like the rape and, and the torture and the chattel. Like young women, you, you didn't have to be 18 to be raped no. and enslavement. Like... Come on now. Our ancestors were, were being abused as. as kids. You know, used to breed whole plantations. Acres and acres long. So it's like we have to really understand how that has traumatized our community. And historically how, how the sexuality of black women has always been degraded and oppressed just that simple it's disgusting to me that we're speaking of this in the year 2019 about still being seen as a sexual object Mm -hmm. it is beyond that we are we are more than just what you see Mm -hmm. to the eye Mm -hmm. and to me for what ti has done 
he not only embarrassed himself, but more so than anything, he has embarrassed his daughter. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like, not for nothing. If you want to have a discussion with your daughter about sex, by all means, have that discussion. Sit sit her down with her and the mommy and talk about this stuff. I think for you to say that you want to make sure that she's not having relations and yet you're placing as if the hymen is supposed to be this ideal, quote-unquote, cherry thing being popped the or is still intact. Dude, you're so far... Be- that's that, that's not what that is. There are other ways of not having that, 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 that thin membrane intact. I also feel very um I I'm grateful for the women who have come to Deja's aid, you know? Because Deja has been liking tweets, right? Mm-hmm. Um even though she hasn't publicly said anything, it shows where she stands because she feels humiliated. Like uh there were three tweets that she liked it. The first one um was uh, 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 a uh, uh, Twitter. What do you call it? not an Instagrammer? A Twitter, a Twitter purse, a Twitter night, Twitterite, whatever. Somebody on Twitter said, "Um, this is disgusting, possessive, and controlling." Woo! And Deja liked it. And then the second individual said, "This is beyond possess- possessive." Deja's liking. This is beyond, um, possess p- possessive. Which you you would think that Deja liking the tweets would say, oh, hey, like, she agrees with these views. And, of course, she does if she's going to like it because she recognizes that people are rooting for her. Mm-hmm. Um, another person tweeted to her, I hope you, you're truly okay. Him telling the world your personal business medically and your choices as a woman to do or not to do a personal and special moment in your life is never right. And it it's is. Never right. It's never right. Um, I think about the men who have come on to Deja's Instagram and have person personally uh given her unsolicited uh advice. Um or, you know, they've literally outright said that they'll take her virginity and that they'll, you know, let me be the one, you know, like just very predatory shit and never once has I seen have I seen her father since this whole catastrophe come into those comments and even just defend her or apologize for put even placing her in the in the in the position to have predators after her it's disgusting and makes me think about the fucking um ways that we're taught growing up no nail polish, no weaving your hair, no this, no that, because you'll be sexualized. And it's like, no, your fucking problem is you're sexualizing me. You're making me out to be be somebody that that is a sexual object, which in return is creating so much. Let's just get into it. And not being comfortable as a woman. Right. You truly, truly not coming into your own when you are at, when you are an adolescence and you're growing up and you're you know, to teenage to your teenage years and then you're also to into adulthood. To me, growing up, you know, it was it was a it was a dub not having nail polish on because that would make that would mean that you were being fast. Mm-hmm. Whether having weaving hair, like you said, that was, that that was a dub. I couldn't wear a certain type of clothing because that that was also being sexualized. I'm like, yo, like, what is it that I that I can do? That is quote unquote sufficient 
to your liking because mm-hmm. obviously I can't be who I am because of the fact that you automatically assume that I'm going to act a certain way or yet people are going to see me a certain way. That's the problem. The narrative also for for us growing up was that your fa- you know your father's straight girl, it would be fun to, to, to hear that or for people to throw that around, especially those who were in the family and knew his parenting ways where they were looking at at it as like oh this is protective this is fun and in his eyes he probably saw it as that for us I remember feeling like I can't do shit you can't do shit like if we playing around with our cousins and dancing and bopping with each other the moment he comes into the room we gotta stop because you know we could get in trouble for just being being kids um and in many ways that hurt because it felt you felt the control right you felt being overly sexualized or automatically being assumed you're you're trying to be older than what you were and it was there was no sense of of freedom and I'm not talking about freedom to to wall out outside because those are different experiences that people have and if I so choose to be wild at all outside as a grown-ass adult it is what it is but as a youngster feeling that you just you just knew that it didn't it didn't feel right, it didn't feel good. So many black men assume that, all right, this is how I'm gonna have the conversation with you. This is how I'm gonna protect you from everything by sheltering the shit out of you and telling you you can't wear nail polish or have your hair straightened because that means you're trying to be grown. You can't wear that outfit because somebody is going to sexualize you. Like I remember you having a long um t-shirt dress on and white tights underneath because that was the thing back then like that how how the girls used to dress in the mid uh two, uh 2010s and him arguing you down and telling you you need to take that off because you looked like you you appeared to look like a hoe or that was inappropriate which was so you know Looking at that, and wow, I forgot all about that. That was really, that was really um, hurtful. And and you know, as a child, when your father is telling you certain things that you can't do, you yes, you're looking at him as being very strict, but yet not realizing years down the line, like yo, that was problem. That that's problematic. As fuck. Like, like you are like. To me, that's what growing up is all about. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that... That Now, here's the thing, too. I'm not saying that as a nine-year-old, you should be wearing booty-cutter shorts and a halter top. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that as, if you're a kid... And you got you, shorts on and you, and you got, got a crop top on, on it's, it's fucking top, fine. It's, 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 it's okay. You're not, even, you're not even thinking about that. You know what I'm saying? You're right. You're not thinking about anything sexually. You're not. But yet, that's, oh my God, take that off right now. You know, that's a problem. The nail polish thing. To me, forever in a day, I couldn't understand why I couldn't wear nail polish for the longest time. I was at the age of 13 where I where one day, mom and I were down, I don't know if we were downstairs or upstairs, but I painted my nails. You were always, uh, uh, let, let me just put the plug in. This girl right here. When it comes to painting her toenails, when it comes to like doing the girly shit, when it comes to doing hair, when it comes to th- this, you think I'm creative? This motherfucker is creative. She can actually braid. She can actually do flex. She can actually sew hair. And she can, 
She can style hair. She can do nails. Like this is, this is just self-taught. She's self-taught. She's a visual learner. She self-taught herself. My black ass, I'm not that one. Okay? But it makes sense that she was 13 painting nails. Not a lot, a lot, a lot. Because she does her nails and it looks like she had a whole fucking pedicure. Meanwhile, my toes are cutting sheets. <laughs> okay, I don't want to say it like that. But, all right. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> but no, just... Just knowing that, yo, know, I was, I, I, I played it where I was literally sitting down. Once one of my nose was, was already painted, I was sitting down watching TV, right? Mm-hmm. And who walks through the door? Our father. So I'm like, okay, what is he going to say with my nose being painted? I don't know. At the age of 13, thinking about this now, mm-hmm. what is he going to say mm-hmm. with my nose being painted? Because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't know if he's going to tell me to take it, take it off. I don't know. But he looked, he didn't say anything. I said, okay, Phew. And that's sad to think that. <laughs> right. Because right. If you if you realize, I'm like, yo, like, it's like, I don't, I just, I don't get it. What was the fear? I mean, you not, like, when the, when a the, when the young boy grows up, like, his father ain't on him as hard as he is on the female. Like, dude can do whatever. Like, I literally got slapped in the face because somebody that I was interested in called the house. Now, mind you, he asked for my number. I gave the number very quickly. I didn't realize he was going to actually have a mental uh, uh, <laughs> memory like that to, to call me at the house. So he calls. Mom answers the phone. I'm in the house. Mom is trying to pass me the phone now. But obviously, who comes butting in? Who is this calling? Mom didn't say anything because she wanted me to get the phone. Period. Because it's not, it's not, it wasn't. It, it wasn't bad. It, it, it wasn't you being, being disrespectful fast, all, or being all, fast. You had a friend who was a boy. It always go back to that, being fast. So he gets the phone. Who was this? And I obviously, this individual, I'm not going to say his name, but he, he told who he was. And yet he told him to call the house somewhere. And I get slapped in the face. Abuse. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a problem to me because... It's like, yo, so vice versa, if the tables were turned and yet our brother had a girl called in the house, it wouldn't have been an issue. My parents literally went on a double date with him and his girlfriend. Right. It, and it was like he wasn't getting he wasn't getting smacked in, in the face for bullshit, you know? No. And it was more so of him stating that, okay, look, if you're going to engage in the activity, make sure you protect yourself. That's how it was. But right. for us... The, there was no even no intention of engaging in any type of activity. Niggas was not sexually active. We just had friends. Friends, literally. You, If any of y'all ever saw the movie, uh, I think it was a scary movie, and the girl was trying to get a freak on with her boyfriend, but her dad literally put the damn electric fence around her vaginal area. This is how I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good example. <laughs> no, duh, it's not but instead of it being around just the vagina, for us it was around like the neck, the ears, <laughs> the eyes. Um, the hand, <laughs> the torso, just no hug. No, we're walking. Like you ever see fucking Frankenstein walking with his hands in front of him. That's how, that's how it was. Just guard. Don't even stand by the motherfucker. You going to catch an electric. <laughs> don't even stand by the motherfucker. You going to catch an electric shot. That's how it was. And literally water armor, you getting fucked <laughs> 
Don't nobody want to talk to you. Not even your girlfriends. <laughs> and that, you know, the sad part about it is, you know, I was known as literally being like, like they, like friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Well, some who I wouldn't even consider friends at this moment. Right. Of course. People yeah. Who I dealt with in my teenage years were like, yo, like all you got toy is bread and water. Cause basically it said that I was on lockdown completely locked down and yet at the time you laugh about it because like you know my dad is very strict but that's just him no they were telling the truth like yo like there's no reason why this should be so much that's going on like what are you you're not doing anything it also makes me recognize how like black fathers fear or their their predatory I'm trying to say the the right word, and it's like how how their possessiveness and sick ideas of what can happen to women often create circumstances which oppress the woman beyond imagination. So yeah. that was oppressive to your social, you know, settings because. These are form- the formative years where building friendships and, and connecting with women matter. Right. You're already right. going through issues at school when it comes to presentation, when it comes to living in poverty, trying to just adapt. And you, it really it really is important for you to build some type of community in, in a way that it's like you have people you can rely on outside of the house. You have right. friend groups, you have girlfriends you can talk to, you want to interact with them. And for the automatic assumption to be that you're going to have sex if you go to the, the, the theater or uh, somebody's going to kidnap you or, or, or everybody's out to get you is the most sickening shit and oppressive thing you can do to a child. Because even though they were joking, it was the truth. And although we recognized it felt uncomfortable when we were young, we realized how, as we got older, how even more problematic it was. Sure, sure, we, 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 we didn't engage in teenage pregnancy or we didn't become pregnant as teenagers, but we damn sure didn't know how to talk to men until we were 34. <laughs> get it not even you got, 34 you, jokes. you you know like we 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 didn't even know how to prepare for certain experiences because we had to work through the, this fucking idea of being protected you brought up something really important too that reminded me of like <sighs> what did it remind me of it reminded me of um Boom, senior year of high school. My friends wanted to go to the Chinese buffet to eat. And I was not allowed, 17, I was not allowed to go eat with them. I've never done anything outrageous. I've never um, stepped outside of the 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 lines that were set forth in our home neither have you but <clears throat> due to what's up here in a possessive and controlling and narcissistic man's head <laughs> we were required to have a buddy so i had 
you take me. A grown ass woman. If I'm 17, that means you 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. You 23 at the time. Tag along. Let's go. Come on. Let's get to it. I know that we can do it. Where are we going? That was very embarrassing for me and uncomfortable because the jokes were already like, I already had jokes, you know, from my friends, just as you had about being sheltered and not going anywhere. And then boom, in the flesh. I can remember even before getting out the vehicle, there was a huge argument in the car. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, yo, there's no reason for me to even be here chaperoning for her. I don't want to be here, first of all, because they're not in my age bracket. Not only that. They're not your friends. She's just, that's just her friends. They're going out to eat. What is the issue? Why are you so, just being so uptight? It was ridiculous. It, it, listen, you thought you had an issue. I couldn't even, I, listen, you was able to go to a damn outing with your, your big sister. I couldn't go to the movie theaters with my friends when they went. They would all go. I couldn't go. When it came down to eating at a restaurant, I couldn't even go. It was ridiculous to me. (laughs) I literally literally could not go. Listen, guys, like where we grew up, 12 years of our lives where we grew up. Okay, our house was at the beginning of the street. Now, my friend's house, now they they were next door to to me. I had another friend that lived a couple houses down. Mm -hmm. And then I had another friend that lived all the way down the street. And there was other kids that lived further down towards the the railroad tracks. That was at the very, very end of our street. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the neighborhood kids who would come down to to where where we are who lived further. Like, we, we lived off of a main strip. But they would live further down, like closer to like other corner stores or like the little floral shop that used to be there. Like they live closer down there and they would come down like, yeah. Right. And I literally could not travel the distance down the street. And to me, it was like, dude, what are you, what is the reason behind it? Like, like literally I went down to a friend house and yet who comes looking for me? And yet I had to be told by a neighbor's mom that. Your father is looking for you. I'm like, what are we like? What are we doing here now? This is in my teenage years. I'm like 16, 17 years of age, and yet you're looking for me. I'm not even off the street, bro. I'm on the street, literally on the street. To me, that it, it became an issue of yo, like you are literally killing the vibe of me even having a relationship with you. Like mm-hmm. to me, you're doing too much now. I can't even be my own person without you trying to overshadow everything that I'm trying to do. Right. That's a problem. I can't even build independency because you are always around me. There was a lack of... trying to hover me. The lack of... A fucking hover. A, a, a hover hover. A little fucking vacuum cleaner. A who? Hoover. <laughs> but it was almost as if you didn't put any trust in me and my decisions and the values and morals you gave me. But there was no... But let's be real. There wasn't any trust because we, we did something that broke the trust. It was no trust there because he was sexist. And he automatically assumed that we were going to be a problem or we didn't have the best interests or the people around us didn't have the best interests. Those were his assumptions. 
But as a child, you want your you want your children to 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 grow and to adapt. Of course. To and yeah, you want them to learn from things too as well. Of course. Yet, even as him being a child, it's like, dude, you had experiences. You did things that I mean, we probably couldn't could never imagine because hell, you were allowed to do those things mm-hmm. because your parents trusted you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, what makes it any different from us? your kids now trying to do the same exact thing it's it was you you had this leash on us you know how it was a leash yeah like like we literally laughed laughed at how some folks put (laughs) them on their kids in stores (laughs) and that it's like how can people put this on your damn children but it's like yo we had a leash but it was an invisible leash but yeah it was so it was so tight it's like the other people saw anything and people knew that yeah I think that experience has definitely shown me what I don't want my future kids to experience. There's a time and a place for everything, especially when you grow up in certain communities where childhood poverty is high, right? Where oppression is high, where systemic issues are high, where uh, children having babies at a young age are high motherfuckers trying to survive are high you worry about the experiences that your child is going to go through you worry it's normal it's normal as fuck you worry it's just it is what it is but there is a difference between possessive ownership and I know there are other words that I need for 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 what we we what we've been describing. I just don't have the tools right now to 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 say what they are. But there there are there's a difference between that type of relationship and mm-hmm. then being protective over your daughter and allowing her to have her own self discovery, which is why for me it was so important that I had to break away from living at home because I needed to find myself and who I was outside of this identity that was pushed on me or perceptions that were pushed on me or ideas of what womanhood was. Like I needed to figure those things out. Going to college helped me understand that something, 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 something just ain't right. Living on my own even put like more things into perspective for me because it's just like, yeah, you know, that probably shouldn't have happened. And I remember there were times where I would actually say, man, because you, you get so tired of the fuck shit. I remember actually saying, man, I can't wait to live on my own. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like, it was just real shit. Like, I really cannot wait to be on my my own. And having this my buddy going to sit here and tell me, uh, uh, yeah, you live on your own, all right, you have to hold and make it. <laughs> Excuse me? That is some possessive shit. That is some tragic shit. Like- <laughs> that is, fuck you. <laughs> Literally. That was sad. In many ways. It almost... How how, how do do I say this? It almost felt like a pimp telling one of his hoes, you ain't nothing without me. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah that's how that's 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 how the that's how that's how that scenario felt and it's like not for nothing man we are your children yes but at the same period of time if you if there's a discussion that you want to have with us be willing to have that discussion with us rather than being so uptight and yet and i understand that you know that saying that men who got girls they were hoes back in their days fuck that that's no excuse why not have a discussion to and tell your daughters like look this is the type of men that you can come across and yeah so that we can be prepared for dealing with niggas you know what i'm saying right it wasn't even that it was just more so you having a this this, this invisible leash (laughs) (laughs) i almost said that and it's like we couldn't do anything even to the point where the guy that i was interested in as you know in my teenage years he was like yo toy like this is not okay he's like yo he said, man, I'm not trying to harm you. Your dad is just like, it, it, like, that's like, that's so sad because it's like now you can't even have a quote unquote dating phase or like a quote unquote. Because they're scared they're going to die. That's not okay. It's, exactly. It's not okay. When you got somebody that's really thinking that they're going to die because they can't get near you. <laughs> and, and like, they can't even say hi. When the person who who need to be hurt is the individual setting these crazy ass rules. I am not your property. And this is and that's why I, you know when I look at what TI has done to his daughter it's like dude like why? What was the reason behind that? Did you do that with your sons? I mean they ain't no ain't no possible test they can have to see whether or not they have out here having sex. You don't know that. Yeah. Or or they're telling you what what are you saying to them? Uh, son, you know, just let me get you the breakdown on what what to do, what not to do. But yeah, you can't do that with your daughter. It's not okay. Um, it yo. <clears throat> now, some some of y'all tuning in might be like, "Well, what was your mother's perspective?" And mom's perspective was she is the one who protected us in a way that should have been protected. She wasn't. That in a way that you can parent somebody and be strict, but you can also recognize what it is mm-hmm. that needs to happen so that you set firm boundaries, you know, and keep open lines. Mom was very transparent with her being, you know, young and the experiences that she had, sometimes mm-hmm. too fucking much. Like, y'all think I'm a problem. My mother... <laughs> mom just just sometimes we don't gotta we don't gotta go there (laughs) um but just being very open about her experiences and talking about like giving you the game you know and that was really important because she saw certain things like she was a mother at 16 you know Mm -hmm. like her experience Mm -hmm. was very valuable and very wise like she'll put you on game if a man tells you this that don't that don't make sense and let me tell you why it don't make sense and her being the one to to be like, you know, you're wrong for this. And your kids, them girls are going to remember how you acting right now. They're going to remember that in the future. And it's going to cause a rift. And she was yeah. very right. Because in many ways, we didn't have breathing room. And no. children who are growing up in their formative years, they need breathing room. I'm not saying breathing room to 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 go fuck to do this to do that. If it's their bodies and they choose that choose that it's the right time, you better pray and hope 
and, and, and ensure that they're educated so that they can use protection so that they can be healthy, right? And they can have a healthy sexual experience. The sex shit really wasn't in our, you know, I mean, and, it just wasn't in our, in our mind. We, we knew what our vagina was, you know, like we we knew how it operated you know like you know sometimes as kids you might discover your clitoris and be like oh whoa what's this thing and not hear about it till 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 later on but that's not we wasn't on that type of time we just wanted to live and the parenting of being the protective father that shit was not effective as it could have been and I remember I didn't get the game on some real shit until I sat down with Uncle Rich, God bless the dead. And he talked about love and relationships and hearing and hearing from him and being like, yo, like this is deeper than the, the own conversations that I had from Leash Holder. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 sad because <laughs> Because when you said like how mom was giving us a game and yet too, ironically, mom told us something that stuck with me to this very day. Mm -hmm. Mom said her parents did not discuss sex to her. Mm -hmm. So she went out and, 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 and yet with her being pregnant at a very young age, being a mom at a very young age, she learned that on her own. Mm -hmm. So that says a lot. Right. And like you said, we weren't even on that type of time. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So it's like, what were you afraid of? Right. And yet not only did you hinder us from having good relationships, but yet too, when it came to us being an adult, oh, look how yeah. we suffered. <laughs> I think our social lives suffered in many ways and being awkward, but that's what therapy is for. You know, that's what recognizing these things and just being able to talk through them, because I'm pretty sure in the, in the, in the grid of things, Toya, we probably wouldn't be able to talk like this about this situation. We, we easy on bias. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This makes me also think how other people perceive our bodies. Like, not only parents and how that is, like, how sexuality, you want to police people so hard, but you're not being effective. You're being possessive. You're being popular. All the fucking P words you can think of. I'm tired of it. Okay. Um, but even how it like the 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 idea of black women in ownership, right, of our own bodies, how that played a role in family members telling us what we gotta do with our bodies in order to create a legacy. Besides dealing with like a father who was extremely overprotective. There were other ways in which we saw like our bodies being possessed in really creepy ways, even coming from like some of the women in our family. Um, and I think a special, well, an important example of this is having people around you ask you when you having a baby. Very problematic. I can remember literally sitting in one of our relatives' um, room where we were just all discussing uh, things about, you know, just random talk, random conversation. Life shit, yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, this individual tells me, so when you going to give me um, uh, grandkids? 
<laughs> Girl. Excuse me? Girl, at like, this okay. point, wait, wait, wait. At this point, you already done revealed who it was because you said grandkids. It was Nigga, a grandparent. Yes. A grandparent. Yes, yes, yes. Set her ass up now, now, how <laughs> effed up is that? Anywho, so she proceeds to say, you know, uh, well, what are your legacy is going to be? I said, my legacy don't have to necessarily be a child. <laughs> our legacy can be my degrees. Whatever I put my stamp on in this in this world, you know, mm-hmm. be my success. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't understand how you think a legacy will be leaving your kids. I'm not saying that, that that's not that's not a, a, a huge part of you being less on this earth. I'm not right. saying that, that that's a bad thing. But yeah, I don't got a pot to piss in or one to throw it out of and you have a damn pot. Like, what are we? And mind you, I'm literally in my like, I want to say maybe in my early 20s when we're mid-20s. Like we, we, we were having this discussion. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like lost. Just because you are in your 20s don't mean you are equipped to have a baby. That's some shit that, like, we really have to take a step back and examine, you know? If you are financially stable, if you have the means and the resources to bring a life into this world and be able to feed it, to nurture it, to love on it, to provide for it in a way that will not strap you or their future or hinder them and have them realize certain shit that's not right, then by all means do that. But for a majority of our asses, we don't have the luxury to sit here and be like, oh, we want to have a kid just because my grandmother wants me to have a kid. No, because when I got to fucking feed this baby, when I got to take it to go to the doctors, when I got to make sure the baby is, is eating, breathing, sleeping... Um, taking away from my sleep, making sure it's, it's sure, sure it's safe. All of that, that the responsibility that comes with having a child, you're not going to be there to support me. And your ass damn sure ain't going to be around for three motherfucking more lifetimes. Let's just be real. Let's just be real. Black folks ain't living to the age of 200. <laughs> not saying that it's impossible. Not but... saying it's impossible. But, you know, so I think you need to slow your roll. When it comes to telling people what they need to do with their vaginas. On top of that, you don't even know if your grandbaby can have kids. You don't know that. You know, you don't know if they face, not to say that if there was an issue, it wouldn't, you know, it definitely wouldn't be broadcasted. But if somebody is experiencing or if they even tried to have kids and ran into having a miscarriage, you don't know those things. So when you sit here and tell somebody that they need to have fucking kids, you're opening up a can of worms that you don't necessarily want to put your hand down. Motherfucking people get on my nerves. The next motherfucker asks me, am I having a kid? They're going to get hit with the, so we can continue the cycle of poverty. <laughs> they gonna get hit with the. They 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 gonna get hit with the. You paying for it? And on that note, are you my vagina? They gonna get hit with that, and they ain't gonna like it. No, but I just think that that's. Foolery. <sighs> And that's what makes me so upset because when that conversation was brought, like, it was like, it was more than a few people in the room talking. I'm like, that's not what this is. Like, 
how do you see that being success? How do you see that being okay to do at this moment in time in my life where I'm not where I want to be, mm-hmm. where I desire to be? Mm-hmm. And yet you're talking about this like as if this is okay to just do it right now. Are you serious? Like I really wanted to say some words that wouldn't be appropriate to say to this person, but I'm like, yo, like <laughs> Right. Don't 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 ask me that. That's not what this this, this is not I'm not saying that I, I'm not never going to have children because that's not the case but ideally i want to set the circumstances of where i'm able to have a child where i know this child will be okay and breaking the cycles that we that we experienced as right as kids as kids right right you know not everybody knows what we went through in our household Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. our house in our households put it that way (laughs) period but 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 all of a sudden you want to make it seem as if oh you can have a child you know that was anybody else on the on the street. I was like, "Bitch, are you serious?" <laughs> Excuse the fuck out of me. Right, and you know it's funny because I remember having a conversation with one of my best friends, and we were both, I would say maybe fifteen or sixteen. We were walking uh, from, from the park, and you know she she uh, we were talking about kids. I don't know how we got on this topic, but I said, you know. I hope you don't think about having kids right now at this very moment because we're both young. I mean, what can we do to have... We, we can't have no kids at this moment in time in our lives. We're, we're both young, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, you know, it was something that was... I was always afraid of, even in engaging in any activity because I'm like, yo, always you hear the, the scary stories of somebody having a child at a very young age and they weren't, they weren't prepared for it. Mm-hmm. So and those were the thoughts that, that run through my mind. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have a daddy having a long stretch invisible leash, but yet you worried about the same thing that I'm technically worried about too. Because hell, I'm intelligent. I have goals. I have views and values of things that I desire to have. You know. And you know that, like having a kid at this moment would prevent you from being your best self, or or yes, because that's another thing that you have to worry about. Not to call the shit the thing, you know, baby, a thing, but. To just talk about like having kids at that at, at the time, at, at a time where you're not prepared to have it will. Yes. You know, if you want to break certain cycles that you experienced in your family, that maybe that's not the best option for you. So you're more cautious about what you want to do, and, and that. Yeah. <clears throat> but that you hit you hit it right on the nail. You want to make sure you're not creating the same cycle mm-hmm. that you've been already in. For it feel like forever in a day, you know. Right, right. Because if my kid got to deal with lights g- coming off, that is, they're gonna, it's gonna be a storm that they're gonna have to deal with. You know, it's not gonna be like I can't, like, like something is is happening where I can't. I just don't want them to have to experience the 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 growing up phases that I done went you know that that I don't had had to go through or that we had to go through it's just a fact and there's nothing wrong with me wanting better for 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 my future and for my future seeds if I so choose to have them on that note if they start acting up what we're gonna do is we're gonna play a game called turn off the lights and light a candle (laughs) and (laughs) we're gonna make some pb and j's and the electricity not gonna be working your game's not gonna be working your little hair flat iron's not gonna be working your little your your your, your little lego light thing is not gonna be working we're gonna sit and we're gonna have stories 
every time. And y'all gonna be like, Mom, I hate this. And I I, I would hate, <laughs> I would hate to really not pay the electricity on your ass. <laughs> That's what I would hate. But until then, we're gonna play this game, turn the lights off and light a candle. <laughs> And that's the way I'm going to give my lessons. I got it all planned out. Don't call auntie. No. I said, turn them off. And turn them off. <laughs> Yo, I hate you like no tomorrow. <laughs> I better know who Teddy is. <laughs> And you want better for your children. I think right. any generation, when they have a child, you want the you want the best for them, and you want better. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, sometimes too, you know, I'm, some of the some of the parenting styles, you know, it, it, it will be very different. Mm-hmm. 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 With, any, with any generation, you know, right? There are some things you would keep. There are some things that you would change. You know, and yet you will only know that when you decide to have a child. You know? Mm-hmm. 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 But I'm just like, yo, like, I don't understand. Like, y'all think that, listen, you know what so my, 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 my boys uh, say? My heart belongs to you. Mm-hmm. Listen. Listen, people. My body belongs to me. <laughs> like, and I, that, that. <laughs> so, I'm like, y'all, y'all, some of y'all here, like, I don't understand, like, like, I think that there needs to be a huge discussion with the black community, especially for those who feel that they are in agreement with T.I. Like, I would love to hear some of their explanations about this. I don't want to hear it. Because I want to think, how do you truly think that's okay? How do you think this is, this is, this is, this is okay? I said, but when you got these young men out here, a part of the same type of activity that these young women are a part of, but yet they're not held accountable. No. And you know what pains me? Like, real shit. Truth be told, we have so many issues that we need to talk about as a community to get to, 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 to build um, healthy foundations and deal with the, the, the trauma and the post-traumatic um, ex- ex- um, experiences that the legacy of enslavement and segregation and white supremacy has left us with. We have to really unpack that. And it is not a conversation for the whole world to have. It sometimes it's simply not a whole conversation for the whole world to have. But realistically, when shit like this starts happening and popping up, we start to be like, okay, we need to have uh, a community uh, town hall. And I need some change. Indefinitely. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> motherfuckers, so, give me you, a um a, a damn a heart attack. Uh, when it's it's sad because I think a lot of things that we have let fall by the wayside as a community, um, we 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 have literally been kept in the dark about, and yet some of us are comfortable with being in the dark still and just and just being guided blindly, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and yet, I mean. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. Or it's, not it's undoing ridiculous. the behaviors it's, that 
not will, willingly wanting to undo the behaviors that were set forth by people who just thought, you know, like, you know, we think sometimes what we're learning is good. And then we realize it's like, this is not it. And that you don't realize that until years later. See, like how we are now. It's like, you think about it. Um, a lot of the things that we saw as kids, we look back at it now like, yo, that, that wasn't cool. That, that was not cool whatsoever. And yet, I don't understand how we think that we can keep prolonging some of the stupidity. Mm-hmm. And yet, knowing that some things is not, it is really hindering rather than helping us grow. Mm-hmm. 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 So, when I see some of the men in our family have said some things like, no, I don't want y'all to be, like, I don't, like, I don't get that. Like, that's that stigma of a boy can do this, yeah, a girl can't do this, or whatever, or vice versa, whatever the case may be. That's the problem especially when it comes down to dealing with sexual activity, when it comes down to having a discussion about that, it's like, to me, you niggas are oblivious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet you're, you're creating more of a toxic environment because now, you, you know, somebody may have in their head, like, well, maybe I, I can still do this and yet whatever, whatever. And yet there you go. There's the unwanted pregnancy. There's the unwanted STD. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, there's the unwanted mm-hmm. things that that's occurring because of irresponsible activity, not by the person's fault, but by those of us, for, for those who supposedly, quote unquote, is supposed to tell their child how things go, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And at this point, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, especially for black women. Like we damned if we end up having children, we damned if we don't end up having children. We got to deal with, you know, mortality cases and dealing with extra stress. And we, 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 we got to deal with family matters and understanding the family dynamic of, of our community. We got to deal with actually building healthy relationships and breaking shit down, dealing with childhood trauma. All of this shit is all connected. And what hurts the most is seeing people who don't realize how their behavior or their way of thinking is perpetuating issues in other generations. We are a different generation and we still felt the same shit. Like we're in the same generation, but we still felt the same shit in terms of us being six years apart and dealing with like this old school problematic ass rhetoric. Mind your body and mind your motherfucking business. Period. I think at this moment, we don't even need it to catch a coin. We don't need, need, need nothing else but just last thoughts to give those advice who are either dealing with this now, dealing with a parent that might be too much, or dealing with family members that may be just awkwardly like, come on, words, Word, words of wisdom, Toy. Words of wisdom? How about this? It's like you said, rather than saying about catching a coin, let's have a, how about catch some communication? <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Ball what's drop. That what's, what's that song that uh, Salt and Peppers, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's have that discussion. Let's know that it is a healthy situation. But not only that, yo, let's get to the, to, to the bottom of things. Let's just really have an open discussion. Without cringing about certain things. Like, oh my God, I don't want to hear about that. Nope. Shut it down. Period. No. Open it. Right now. Period. Let's do that.
And that's all I'm going to say. Peace, y'all. <laughs>